back to the Hack Attack Podcast. As always, I'm your host, a no longer beating heart, Jay. And known as always as my co-host, a ghost who's been shot, Z. How are we doing today, Z? I'm alright. That's good. Have you ever heard that expression? I know, I don't, I don't, so, I was trying to decipher. I thought you were doing like an Edgar Allan Poe thing, maybe? That'd be pretty good. I'll, I'll yeah. do that later. That's okay, okay. Right. But, um, no, you know, they say, they say you died twice. Once when your heart stops beating, and then again when they shoot your ghost. <laughs> And you gotta be careful because they're gonna try to shoot your ghost. It's gotta be a magic gun, though, right? Ghost gun. Well, I mean, there's a there's a Doctor Strange comic where he's shot with a gun, but that normally shouldn't work on Doctor Strange because he's got magic and shit, right? Mm -hmm. No, no normal gun should stop him, but but it works because the guy's got Hitler's gun and it's got (laughs) so much bad juju on it. What a comic book thing to do! I've got Hitler's gun. I've got Hitler's gun. It's got Hitler magic, so it's I'm going to kill yeah, you. It's got so much dark energy around it from on account of it belonging to <laughs> Hitler that it can get all the way through your magic protections just right on through. You think you'd have anti-Hitler magic? Yeah, you'd think. I think you'd account for that being the you think you'd account. best wizard ever. If every Nazi artifact is, you know, at risk of putting your... Yeah, I mean, there's there's enough of those. There was a, quite a lot of them at one point in time, so... I think you go through just destroying every them freaking SS knife. You know, Hitler youth knife can get on three. <laughs> oh, come on, what are you doing? How good are you really at protection spells? Come on, Doctor Strange. That's the one where he does magic. He does surgery on himself. From it's like it's a lot of it's ended up in the movie. Oh, like when where he's, he's like astral projecting oh, yeah. the night nurse, and he's like, "Hey, dude, he's like backseat surgery him on his own self." Yeah, it's good stuff. It's fun. Well, speaking of comic books, but universes that aren't good are DC. <laughs> Uh, new CEO or co-CEO James Gunn really so like I saw that right right he, that's actually his title doesn't that, doesn't that seem weird it seemed weird to me it's that a little strange CEO of yeah it seems bigger than I would have expected but but it's, so, like, it's not he, it's like, surely he should be like a creative thing of some kind CEO is so like businessy isn't it yeah, I don't. Like, what's he on like fucking earnings calls for he, DC? And he probably is. I mean, here's the thing about Warner Brothers: they don't know what the fuck to do, so they're putting anybody like who can reasonably pet their head and rub their tummy at the same time to yeah. run this ship. And it's it's weird because he does. He seems to be doing the opposite of that as well, which we'll get to. But like, he doesn't seem particularly business minded. He's much more. And like, I I, I mean, obviously, the obvious comparison is going to be. Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige, right? Big K. Um, and the thing about Kevin Feige is that he really, he does kind of know that. He's got his, you know, fingers kind of, he's got his, f- f- uh, uh, mix my metaphors here. Uh, proverbial F- fingers and a bunch of proverbial bushes. He's got a f- foot in each, what, what is it? He's got a water? foot in each pie and a bird in each bush. Is it a, is it a foot in each water? What do you, dipping dip, dip his toes in? I don't know. He's dipping his toes in a bunch of pies. A foot in each, co- he's, he's doing it- that thing where you straddle like a border for a picture. <laughs> he's, he's got his foot in each country. I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> point is. Um, he doesn't actually necessarily do as much of the creative stuff. He probably is more business minded. Whereas, um, as we'll get to, it's not doesn't seem the direction James Gunn is going at all with it. No, not not particularly. Um, so which is fine because that is that's what he's been. He's not been a producer his whole career like Kevin Feige. No, he's, he's been a director, director, a so. movie man. So I don't. So one of the one of the standout things I think from. Uh, this he did a little short little like three year four minute video talking about like hey you know me I'm James Gunn made Chris Pratt like the guy uh, and I'm CEO or whatever and he talks about how in this new like DCU continuity that uh, they're gonna have like obviously the mainline stuff like whatever your Shazams and all that and this is go so far to like TV shows and video games if a character is portrayed by a certain actor. That's going to be their actor in all mediums in that timeline. So if like a video game like Jedi Fallen Order, similar, is like canon, 
the if there's like Batman in it, whoever ends up playing Batman is going to be Batman in that game. And then he said like, oh, stuff like Matt Reeves, the Batman, and Todd Phillips, Joker, like those will be Elseworld stuff, and it'll be very clearly labeled as like not part of the canon timeline. But we'll just have him maybe it not, just because. Is it not fucking stupid, Jack? That like the one good movie they've done in I don't ever know, ever. <laughs> Is the one where they're like, we're not going to actually connect it. Like, they have the opportunity not to. Because everyone's like, oh, it's weird because Ben Affleck and all that. But if they're starting over, why don't you just say that Robert Pattinson's in? Yeah. Just why on earth fold is it? them in. Maybe, he, maybe Matt Reeves would resist or whatever. But, who, but, like, surely you get to override him on that one. Yeah, you you're want. CEO. Surely you get to be like, hey, you, you want to do your little fucking Penguin show? Why don't we? Same universe, huh? Huh? Why are they doing that Penguin show? They're, God, it's one of those things where it's like. It's like the Alfred show. He must have a real good reason. But from the outside looking in, if you told me. We're doing a penguin show. I'd be like, wow, I'm really scraping the bottom yeah. of the barrel there, We're doing right? Colin Farrell penguin show. Like, that's weird. But again, the fact that that's what he wanted, wanted to do, I'm sure he's got a good reason. But fucking, what's going on over there? What are they doing? Well, not good things, maybe. But this They're first... going to have two prestige television shows, meaning Peacemaker and The Penguin. Can you even can you even conceive of that? No Batman show. No possible. I mean, Penguin's kind of Batman, but not really. Imagine going back to 2008, telling Christopher Nolan they'd have a Penguin and Peacemaker show. And then be like, the housing crisis is coming up. You better get ready for that. That <laughs> too. Depending on what, tell me what part of 2008 you're in. But Chris, no, Chris, no. Chris Nolan. Christopher Nolan, you can't put out Tenet in 2020. <laughs> it's not going to be very will, good. We'll kill it. It's not, a, it's not even that good of a movie, maybe. I don't know, is we it? We liked it. We did I, I did like it. I watched it again with other people who hadn't seen it, and I went, I think I, I, think I still like this movie. I think I like it, yeah. So what happens every time we watch it? You're like, fuck, there's a lot going on, but I think I like it. At the end, you go, I brought it together, though, at the end. And that's how I feel tainted about it. That's how I feel about a lot of movies. But sometimes they'll lose me in the middle and I go, ah, I don't even <laughs> like this movie very much. And then if they even reasonably bring it together in the end until like a cohesive finishing of some kind of theme, I go, all right, it was pretty good, well, I think. Because that's the last thing you remember. Yeah, exactly. It's recently like, well, I remember the end last, so. Probably. The whole movie was probably this good. But um, anyway, back to what we were talking about. Uh, so yeah, he talks about how, obviously, the next this next year, there's four movies that have already been made. So Shazam, obviously. We have The Flash, which he called... A very good superhero movie, or he gave it some amount of high praise, which, you know, it's fine. It better be. Those, I just got this just in. Uh, uh, Lego leaks for uh, the Flash movie. It's going to be a Batmobile set. Again? Why not the Flash oh, fan? There's a million Batmobiles. Oh, the Flash van from well, the Justice League yeah, show. Precisely. Well, because Flash doesn't have vehicles and yeah. stuff. Because that's, that's the struggle with making a lot of those superhero Lego sets, is that they end up being goofy-ass, like a fucking spider helicopter, because it's like, well... It should just be Spider-Man in, like, yeah. Green Goblin in a plastic bag, but you gotta do something with it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta cash in somehow. It's just so weird how much of a Batman focus that movie seems to be having. Yeah, it just feels like Batman into the Batverse with flashes really, of vehicle. Like at one point, it's like, I, I, it's it's so nebulous as of right now, any of the cameos that are remaining. Being, I, it, to me, it's weird that, like, because of, um, oh, universes, like, not... Be, being as they are because they are doing this reboot and everything they're choosing to like uh, at least the rumors been that they're cutting a lot of them that like henry cavill wasn't there ben affleck wasn't there i think um even gal gadot's wonder woman and they're all just going to be like and eh, we're probably just going to scrap all those now and it's like what's this movie going to be if you don't have those in there yeah but yeah at one point it was like is it, it's going to be um michael keaton and robert pattinson and robert ben pattinson. affleck yeah i think it or uh, who knows how much of that is true but yeah it does feel very much like are we just doing a batman thing yeah. It's like there is a there's a Batman comic. I think it's called Batman Planetary, 
which is a bunch of Batmans. It's like, oh, it's the it's the Dark Knight Returns one. So it's original, um, like very very original, like whatever that would be. Golden Age, Golden Age Batman when he used to just have a gun. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, crime doesn't pay. Crime mustn't pay. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I love it. But yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, I, so fascinating. It's such a. It's one of those things where it's definitely outgrown itself, right? Yeah. Where whatever the Flash movie ends up being. It won't live up to the expectation it, of... Well, I don't even know if it's... But it's just... It's so much more interesting almost as a story than it is as a movie. Because mm-hmm. yeah. we're, we're all just going to have all these like, hey, remember when it was delayed continuously for like three years straight and then it's then it star went on like an international crime spree? <laughs> yeah, it was like charged fel- uh, felony charges. Wild. What? And almost went to prison. <laughs> Their universe got rebooted like twice during the <laughs> making of it. Yeah. It's going to be really fascinating. So Zack Snyder's Justice League happened. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then what is the next two are Blue Beetle, which is like, I don't give a shit really about Blue Beetle. It's whatever. But, it pro- but it's one of those things where it's like, you might, right? You I, could. Might. I might. It's, it's, I care so little about him. It's one of those things where like, I'll probably just be like, eh, if, if it's half decent, I'll be like, that was pretty good. What a pretty good. But like, how many movies have we seen where you wouldn't have cared? Right? Like, I mean, I, I oh, can't yeah. tell you that every Marvel movie they ever did, I was like, love it. Didn't yeah, love yeah. Shang-Chi. I don't, I don't know shit about him. That's true. But I, don't, but I have to hate DC for the narrative. Well, I know. That's what I'm saying, though. I'm trying to get you to examine your bias, Jay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What are we doing? Forget to examine our own biases. What are we doing the show for? Oh, yeah. I don't know. No, I I, I I, won't be so mean about it. I'm sure Blue Beetle will be fine. Uh, I mean, it is an I int- like him as a guy. Go- it's I, an interesting I, concept. He's interesting enough as a It's just one of those things that we always talk about where it's like, really, Blue Beetle? You can't even get Superman off the well, ground. Well, it's just, yeah, that's the thing, is that Marvel, you had a lot more buy-in by yeah. the guy. Because my, 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 when I guess it's because they're both insect-based, I was going to be like, what about Ant-Man? Did you give a shit about Ant-Man for the movie? But Ant-Man also was like the 12th movie they did. Yeah. So they really got those main heavy hitters established. But yeah, it's like, because again, how does, how do these movies relate to whatever it is they got cooking here, where they're trying to do a big reboot, right? Yeah. Flash is supposed to reset everything. Right. But then it's like, Flash was originally supposed to come out before all these other ones, but I mean, here's the thing, right? Shazam, um, Fear of the Gods is very much obviously a sequel to Shazam. Hmm. So how does that work? Like, is it? And then I feel like they, I've I've seen stuff where they're kind of cagey about like if it's going to continue or not. And part of it seems like they just don't want to say before the movie comes out because they don't want to tell everyone. Yeah, actually, this movie doesn't matter because they want people to go, go see, see the it movie. regardless. Mm-hmm, of course, it's like it's just such a weird fucking thing they're up to here. Yeah, uh, for sure. And then also, of course, we've got, I know your favorite movie is getting a sequel, Aquaman 2, The Lost Kingdom. Woo! It's a weird one. I wonder if it'll be any good. Hey. I think that, I really think that first one's no good. Like, it's it's just not. I think it's Not fun. even, like, horrible, but I just think it's no good. But then, it also made, like, a billion plus. It made like, a, it it's made like a the most profitable DC movie ever, I think. Yeah, of any I think period, so. Except, did the Batman overtake it? I don't, I don't know. It might have. But I mean, even still, close second. Even, yeah. Um, I don't know if the second one can do it. I don't. I don't know how the first one did it. To be honest, so it was just a fun time. The last year showed us anything, though. I'm not. I'm not very good at that, am I? No. Although, again, we never were against Avatar. Weekly Avatar mentioned. We never <laughs> were course, against Avatar. Awful. I always said the first, this first Avatar sequel would do well. Would do. Well. That's what. That's been our mantra the whole that's time. That's been our mantra the whole time. It's, it's gonna be it's, the next one. The next one to be. And I think even the next one will probably like crack a billion. But I can't. I just can't believe that they're gonna keep going, right? Yeah, I I don't I 
Someone's got to give eventually. Do people love these or not? Actually, oh, Jay, I want to bring this up. Maybe it's not the time, but who cares? <laughs> who cares? What are we doing here, right? <laughs> we- I did have, I had a bit of a paradigm shift to this week. Oh, no. I read a thing that really made me reconsider the whole Avatar thing. What it was is someone someone did the whole, you know, it was, a th- it was one of those threads because I keep seeing articles. They read an article every three days about whatever milestone is past now. It's at like f- fourth or fifth. Have you seen this? I've seen that it's got, it's, 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 up, it's past Forced Awaken, up. yeah. It's past the Force Awakens. What the fuck is that? It's gonna pass How could it be, right? Yeah. So it's creeping up. And um, so I think it was probably in response. It was like, it's, that was in a Twitter thread. And then someone was talking about it. And someone was like, how does this movie do it? How does it do it? Because no one cares. No one actually cares about Avatar. No one talks about it. Like, it's, that thing is true. Like, whether you want to, the thing is, the movie is successful. But I also don't think that takes away from the, thing that people have been saying about it forever i think it still applies which is like it really doesn't have a cultural impact at least not commiserate with the, the success financial success right nobody's like no one's doing an avatar i just think while. that's true you just can't convince me otherwise because i live in the world and i just don't see it right but so someone was like yeah but that doesn't mean it's bad and i, I agree that doesn't mean anything really yeah and someone was like yeah like the mission impossible movies are really good and no one really talks about them like that and i was like oh the Mission Impossible movies are really good, and no one talks they, about them like that. They are very good. They're very good, and it's like, yeah, they're not. No one's doing memes. No one's like, no one's got their walls plastered with their Mission Impossible posters and their Ethan Hunt action figures. And I was like, no, have we been the villains all along? No, Jack? because I think. Oh, I fell to my knees in the Walmart. I felt like no, it was us all along, Jack. No, I, th- I think I think we can still hold our ground somewhat because okay. here's the thing about that. Yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise never went. All right. In 10 years, I'll make Mission Impossible 2 or whatever the fuck. And it'll be the greatest movie I've ever seen. I'm actually going to make five, but I'm not. I'm going to spend all this time writing them. That's a good point. That's what, that's what we come back to every week, isn't it? Regardless yeah. of all the rest of it. Took too long to come out. And James Cameron's still kind of a a, a bit of a dick. So. Bit of a dick hipster. I don't feel too bad about it at any rate. No. Because, yeah, James Cameron, he makes it hard to root for him sometimes. He raised the bar, but fuck it. I wish he'd stayed underground. He's just, he's just a bit goofy sometimes with the shit he's, he's spewing. He's got too much. He somehow does have a bigger ego than Tom Cruise, doesn't he? Which yeah. does, almost sounds incomprehensible. Yeah, because Tom Cruise got an ego the size of fucking Texas. It's how could you like? How could you even conceive of such a thing? But you're like, no, yeah, he's got it. If anyone can have it, it's him. Tom Cameron, uh, Tom, Tom Cameron, and Tom James Cameron. <laughs> James Cruise. Man, what a power baby that would be! <laughs> the love child of James Cameron and Tom Cruise. Can you imagine a more success? The greatest film star <laughs> of all time with the greatest director of all time. He'd be able to roll Holy on water, probably. Shit, man. Someone get on that. Someone, someone, someone make that them. in a lab, yeah. Um, but like Tom Cruise, somehow, even though he's insane, he also somehow s- manages to to at least appear outwardly humble. Yeah, almost. I like, Haha, I'm just a guy. I just love making. I'll movies. send you a cake. He's he he talks about it like he just loves doing it. James Cameron's like, I love to make. I love to make the best movies ever that make the most money. That's what he loves. Tom Cruise is like, I love putting myself in life or those situations. <laughs> I'll jump out of a plane into a flaming stack of I don't know. I'll do it myself. <laughs> I'll do it alone. Anything else on a paradigm shift? <laughs> no, that was right, we'll, we'll go back on the topic there. Um, so so maybe, that, maybe I need to apply that to more things. Yeah? Maybe Aquaman can be good. That's how I'll tell I it thought back. it was That's good. I'll segue it back. I, for some reason, I thought it was good. It's weird. It's, still, it's not usually the way it goes around here. Hey, humans exist in magnitudes. That's right. No man is an island. Well, that's not really what that to saying means. To be human means. is to contradict, Jack. Er is human and something. Yeah, something. yeah, exactly. There you go. God bless him. I think Isaac Newton said that. Um... <laughs> But anyway, back to back to the James Gunn and the new DCU. So after that, um, we have let's see here. He announced five television projects and five film projects that come out in the next like twenty twenty three or no, sorry, late twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five. 
Sometime. Um, before the heat death of the universe, before, presumably. Yeah, so somewhere between now and then, we'll get them. <laughs> so we'll do television projects first. Um, we'll get, we got Creature Commandos, which is a seven-episode animated series on which Amanda Waller creates a black ops team out of monstrous prisoners. Um, so it's just a Suicide Squad, but... Yes. Specifically monster-based? Yeah, so I think I think he should have, uh, like, an image. I think Weasel's I part of that I guess he's got group. a type, huh? Yeah. I think his brother's going to play all of them when they go to live action. <laughs> Uh, then, speaking of Amanda Waller, we also have a Waller television show that he will write, I believe, um, and she w- and it will feature characters from Peacemaker. Okay. Uh, next, we have now these aren't like the order of release; it's just the list yeah, yeah. I found. Uh, we have Booster Gold, so you know, basic technology from the future, pretend to be a superhero. That's the just the future Booster Gold. We have. But he is from the future. He is. What did I say? You, I don't know. He he's from the future. He comes to the present to pretend to be a superhero. Oh, wait, okay. Uh, we have a, we have Lanterns, which is described as a true detective style show centered on John Stewart and Hal Jordan as they uncover a dark mystery. Okay. And then finally, for the television shows, we have Paradise Lost, a Game of Thrones style show set in Themyscira, home of the Amazons and birthplace of Wonder Woman, uh, focuses on the genesis and political intrigue of the island of all women. Those are the television projects. Uh, so can let's well, let's let's just look at those. Yeah. It's it's still kind of the same thing of like none of those are your heavy hitters are they Booster Gold Booster Gold good on it. Green Lantern's pretty good and because Green Lantern has gotten nothing since that movie right yeah and they keep talking about TV shows this whole just... like whatever this whole universe was called came and went without any Green Lanterns other than in the flashback of the Snyder cut so <laughs> that's good um but then yeah Booster Gold Amanda Waller and another Suicide Squad thing like because people have been joking since it was kind of came out the James Gunn is going to be taking on this role of like, haha, is he just going to do the James Gunn thing of like a team of oddballs and they come together and all his weird, like obscure characters, of, you know, because that's what he likes doing, right? Yeah. His time on the DC stuff and the Marvel stuff has shown that, right? Like he's, he did the Guardians and he'll put in fucking Taserface and he'll do Peacemaker, like all these weird ones that no one would think of. And so we're like, okay, if he's going to be running the universe, is it going to be shit like this? I and I kind of I was inclined to like give him the benefit of the doubt and be like probably not he'll probably knows what he's doing if if he's gonna u- if he's gonna run the whole universe he probably knows that you can't yeah, he's a big do guys. it like that yeah but that that kind of seems like it's suggesting that he might just be doing that like at least ah, the I'm television do shows Amanda Waller show yeah because that's who I like it's still he said still portrayed by Viola Davis it's gonna keep her role oh, that's cool that's good keep it um cool the Peacemaker character once come again back. just kind of complicates this whole situation though doesn't it. Yeah. She was in the first Suicide Squad. Like, what? What again? What is the universe? What is what rebooting are we dealing with here? What's that all work? I think the Flash is going to be their main answer. We'll see that in June. Do you see that maybe they're going to keep using them of all people? Yes, I have seen that. That's lunacy, right? He's like, oh, I love Ezra Miller. They're great. It's like, what? You're not. You're that not would be crazy. Not Henry Cavill. That, that would guy, be so that, wild. That guy didn't fit, but fucking Ezra Miller did. Wouldn't that be man? This is what I mean. It's just so fascinating as like a meta thing. Who even cares about the movie at this yeah, point? Yeah, who gives a shit? It's about everything else. So, getting into that, that was all the television shows. So, now we're getting into the movies. <clears throat> now, I will say these, uh, at least three of these are more heavy hitters. So, the only one we have an exact date for is Superman Legacy. And this is slated for July 11th, 2025. It is written by James Gunn. Uh, and it'll focus on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. So, right out of the gate, that one's confirmed. So, Superman, that's a good start, of course. Uh, the Authority. Uh, Wildstorm characters will join the DCU as members of The Authority 
as of as members of the authority take matters in their own hands to do what they believe is right. So basically, the Thunderbolts. Um, That's a wild one to do early on. I I had never heard of the authorities. Again, I, see, I guess the question is, am I misunderstood? Like, is it a reboot or not? Because if it's a reboot, then like, yeah, you almost want to be like, are we starting over with everyone? But if it's not, I guess it could be like a flashpoint type thing where they get to kind of pick and choose where they're yeah. like, oh, this guy's mostly the same. This guy's new. Probably. Because like, it's yeah, probably the easiest thing to do. Because people are, I think they're like, do we have to do another like formation of the Justice League? Story? I hope not. I'm tired. I like because like, if so, then yeah, like it seems it seems weird to be doing a Wildstorm thing. So like that's 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 kind of a deep cut. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know about it. It's like it was like a it was like a different imprint. It was I think it was like a creator-owned imprint that DC bought at some point in like the yeah. 80s or 90s, and they like brought them all over. I think I want to say that's where Static Shock came from. You know, Static Shock. He's not actually called Static Shock. Uh, is he on the JSA? I'm thinking of a different guy. I don't know. He might be more recently, but like it was a it was a cartoon back in the day. Oh yes, I know you're talking about. He's on. The, I, then I'm thinking of a different guy in the JSA. It's the guy who's like lightning based, but I think he's controlled by somebody else. Uh, but anyway, talk about Firestorm. No, no, no. This guy's like it's like a guy, and then he his like he's like a partner, and he's like this purple energy man who he kind of like controls. I think he's just called. I think he's actually just called Static. Is his superhero name but i'm pretty i'm like vaguely hold on see if i can get confident it's a good show i think yeah he's just called static is his actual name oh no it was milestone comic that's a different thing not eh, close enough never mind uh so next we have uh, the brave and the bold um inspired by grant morrison's comic series the dcu will introduce batman and damian Rain- wayne as robin in this new film uh which i think you know i'll, I'll talk about this i think that's a very good choice for batman because if i have to see Another fucking Batman Year One movie? I'm gonna kill myself. Well, that's the thing, and again, this is what's so weird about not just doing the Robert Pattinson thing is another you new have Batman. Two competing Batman franchises. Yeah, weird. And one of the things I was really excited about with potentially with Robert Pattinson's Batman was doing Robin. Which, yeah. I mean, they still could, but now that's that's it's a different Robin. Yeah. I'm glad they're starting with Damien. I think that's. I think it's the way to go. Yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff does that. Lately. Like the DC um, animated universe did that. They just skip right to Damien, and they just had Nightwing be there as Nightwing. Yeah. So, which it makes sense because there's just no way to do multiple the decades long decades long histories of the Robins. And I think Damien is potentially the most compelling one. And I, I mean, Dick is great too. But you, at this point, it is kind of cooler to have him in the mentor role and just like implied yeah. history almost so. be now and be like oh i did this with batman yeah you just it gives you more freedom you don't have to show stuff mm-hmm. you can just kind of be like and eh, he kind of did this but yeah i think da- i he's not everyone's favorite for sure but no. i think damien's really compelling yeah because then he can also he also has on an arc and he can but it also in that same way it does it does undercut it a little bit if it is the first one that you don't get it that build up or anything because you know mm-hmm. it obviously paid off more when it's like hey it's your son batman Batman, who we have a bunch of history with and like all this, because obviously, you know, in the comics, it was after like fucking 50, 60 years or whatever. And they're like, hey, you, you've had three Robins and shit. Now you've got a son and you get to be Robin. How do you think of that? Yeah, how do you- what the hell? But if we have to be introduced to Batman and Robin in the same movie, it's, a, you know, whatever schmuck they get to play Batman, we won't have any history with him. Yeah, so. won't be any build up. Maybe we'll get Ben Affleck again. Who knows? These things have <laughs> so nebulous. Uh, so next we have Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Based on Tom King's comic series, this film is a science fiction act, ad, science fiction adventure about Supergirl. Pretty cool, I guess. The super sure. person. Uh, and then finally we have Swamp Thing. 
This film will investigate the dark origins of Swamp Thing, and that's all that's written here. Great. Um, that's fun. Uh, the title, there's like a subtitle. There's like a subtitle of DCU is called Gods and Monsters. So Yeah, I saw that. That's, that's something, even though that's kind of what the last one was about in a lot of ways, right? I, yeah, they. I feel like they use it a lot. That's just Batman v Superman, kind of. Also, it doesn't feel very God-heavy either. No, it's just kind of Superman it's and Supergirl. Superman. Yeah. Oh, I guess, okay. I guess that's enough. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Who cares? It's not like we care that much about it. That's cool, though. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the Raven the Bold sounds cool. I, really, it really does. I like, yeah, that's good. Mission C Swamp Thing, but I don't know. I don't know how, because Swamp Thing Marvel usually beat him to the punch. Marvel beat him to the punch. I got Man Thing. Still, pick a different name for bo- either of them. That's what they do. Though. They love them. They, they hate each it. other. They, I, I, I feel like it's, uh, it's like they had personal grudges or something. Or wait, was that one? No, no, they knew each other. They I were like say, roommates. They did, didn't they? And they yeah, we read at the same time. We, yeah, we, we talked about, about World by Night. World by Night. I, I feel like is it all? Is that what all of these were? Was like little personal grudges where it's like, hey, fuck you. Hey, I'm making the same guy. Hey, I'm making Moon Knight. How do you think <laughs> of that? And he's like, fuck you. We're doing another Captain Marvel. Hey, you can't do Captain. Hey. We can do Captain Marvel. No, we're just doing it. We're doing it. Who cares? Oh, you did. You got Darkseid with Thanos, who's slightly more, who'll be slightly less obscure until the movies come out. Huh? What do you think of that? Huh? Huh? Screw you. We're doing it. Just all of them. All of them. We can name. We could go on. For some reason, I can't name any right now. Namor, Aquaman. It's oh yeah, Deathstroke. That's the really obvious ones. Deathstroke, Deadpool. Yeah. Like did did uh, what's his name? Rob uh, McElhenney. No. Guy who created Deadpool. It's not important. Oh. Yeah. Did you just hate the guy who came up with Slade Wilson? Probably. What, what you, that one's one of the most egregious ones, actually. I had one of my, Oh, Nova and Green Lantern. They're all just the same fucking thing. Yeah. Who, who's doing these? I mean, it's just them. And then you don't leave enough for the, all the other comics people. Because it's like... I think about them like, why would you even bother writing a superhero comic these days if you weren't already... I don't already think you do. Yeah. I, mean, I think all the interesting comics that people write nowadays are not superhero, superhero stuff, yeah. really. Except if you did Invincible. But we've done it already. That should, I think, that well, should sale. Yeah, there's we, been eight other people since the that started in like the early 2000s or whatever it was. Who, what if Superman was evil? We we fucking yeah, we get him. We we, read, we watched the boys. We yeah, watched Brightburn. Yeah, he also wrote the boys since then. So we, get, we all fucking get it. Okay, superheroes aren't that cool. It'd be bad if they were real. Okay, man. Yeah, you're probably right. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah, whatever, man. We get it. I just wanted my Batman. Comic. Yes, I get it. All right, listen, Jesus. Good God, can you just keep it together? Come on. We're just trying to have a, a, a fun fun time. Man. All the fish are going to be gone soon. Can I just have something, please? <laughs> so, anything else to say about that? No, that's all right. Um, like I said, I actually, I think the Batman one's most compelling. <laughs> which is the easy... I mean, Batman's everyone's favorite, so it's like whatever. It's not really a... Everybody hates Superman because he's... he's I really too, don't. He's too so, good. No one... No, he's too perfect. He's got no flaws. I think it could be good. I, although, like, it, it sounds pretty generic. At first, you're like, oh, okay, but that's... that's ex- it's every Superman story. Kind yeah, of. what you, what you, the little synopsis you read there. He has to balance being Kryptonian, being human. Yeah, that's that's all of them. That's that that's, doesn't tell me anything. Yeah, so. I feel like you described the character to me, but, but also we're like two years out from it. So yeah, oh yeah, it's weird. You know, like because they, they really they've never done a really good Robin ever on in movies for some reason. Yeah. Like, which is weird because it's so he's so essential. Yeah, right? He's little. He's. I mean, he's like it's Batman and Robin is iconic. That's the thing. And like, yeah, you have like whatever these other ones where it's. You know, some of Batman's iconic stories are pre-Robin, and like obviously, year one he doesn't have Robin yet. Um, and sometimes he's between Robins or whatever, but yeah. largely he's always there. It's a pretty constant presence. So yeah, now there's like four of them. Yeah, it's weird that they've done so many movies and they only 
really attempted it once with like a 27 year old man. <laughs> so, and then once with fucking Jason Gordon, Gordon Levitt, uh, where his who was also about 27 at the time, probably. Oh yeah, and his first name was just Robin. It was absurd. We don't know how to do it again, but so yeah, I hope they actually get. A uh, pretty young guy, which I don't know, might be hard to do. But Timothy Chalamet, I'm gonna put my money on it right now. <laughs> this is, this is, you know, someone's got a fan cast out there where they're like Tom Holland for Robin. And yes, it's like absolutely. he's 24. He's 24 years old. Hey, maybe when the Stranger Things kids again, they're all like 18 now. Every hey, single one of them. That's true. They've gotten. That's true. <laughs> Two years from now, they're all gonna be like they're gonna be mid 20s by the time this movie comes out. Jack, what are you thinking? I'm I'm thinking the way the internet thinks. It needs to be some kid who's like 12 right now. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I would love it to be who's an actual like young teenager. Get at least like two movies out of him as like an actual believable Robin before we're like, That's a 22 year old man in those tights. Yeah. I can see his balls. Yeah, they have like photo <laughs> edit out his fucking man bulge. It's like, no, that's not comfortable. So I but I think it'd be cool. I do, think do Robin. I think twenty six year old Timothy Chalamet should portray fourteen <laughs> year old Damian Wayne. He's got the body for it. He's <laughs> Believably pale, really. He's ghostly. Do you think if they do when they do Damian Wayne, are they gonna take on the? They're gonna face the de- the date rape thing head on or what? Does James gonna have the balls for it? Is what yes, absolutely, he does. I think so. I think he'll, they'll be like, "Fellas, your script's great. I wrote a date rape scene for you. I knew this would come up, and I have it written right here for you." Well, that's how he was. That's that's his thing. He, he was. That's how Damian Wayne was conceived, yeah. pretty much. So, it, was it? Uh, What's her name? Tommy Al Ghul. Tommy. I can't remember her first name. Yeah, Tommy Al Ghul. Tommy. Tommy Al Ghul. Hey, hey. my boy Tommy Al Ghul not at the I'm going to go fuck Batman. <laughs> I'm his son. <laughs> All right. With that, with that beautiful tradition, let's acatech out of that <laughs> into The Last of Us Episode 3. A long, long, long time. Long, long time. I got it right, folks. Uh, so, yeah, in this episode, we continue where we left off. Uh, Joel and... Not Laura. What the fuck is Allie? Allie. Oh, what I, th- I was thinking of Laura Croft for some reason. And what's her name again? Ellie. Ellie. I thought said Allie. Ellie are traversing through the Massachusetts wilderness. And they'll, and uh, one, Joel's like, man, I'm real sad my girlfriend maybe was dead. And, and he's like, don't apologize. And I was like, I'm not going to apologize. Fucking get me there, huh? Don't be sad about it. I'm tired of hearing you being sad. And I was like. She stands her ground a bit, which is yeah. pretty Ellie, where she's like. Listen, I didn't make you guys do that, so I'm not going to take, like, all the blame. But, I, I mean, I am still set. Like, I am sorry, but I'm not, like, it's not my fault. Yeah, I'm not burdened by grief. I'm not like, take responsibility for it. That's, I mean, that's what I knew. You guys are adults. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, I mean, she, Fair enough. she wrong? No, I don't think so. But he's still, I mean, he's, which is understandable, having a rough go of it. Yes, they're walking around. They find a uh, little gas station where he stashed some supplies. They're exploring because uh, Ellie's never seen a gas station probably in her life. Uh, and then she goes down into, like, a basement area and finds, like, a clicker all crunched under the bunch of rubble. Mm-hmm. And she starts fucking with it. And it's a very creepy scene. Cause it's it's kind of like, weird. It's, like, a lot. Because it's not so far along that it's not, you can't still tell it was human. Like, it's not like the ones oh, that yeah. you see in the museum where, where it's their got heads no are face. all. Yeah, it's got no face anymore. So it's, like, looking at her and, like, following her with her eye. But he obviously can't get her because it's pinned. So she, like, cuts open its head and, starts, and then just stabs it. I thought she was going to, like pierce its eye into its brain and i was like i don't want to watch that i mean <laughs> uh but yeah she does that she finds some tampons to get out and they're walking towards bill and frank and then i think the last thing we hear before they they cut to bill oh no i'm sorry before that she, she's a plane she's like oh a plane crashed uh, and they're talking about what happened and they give a i know we talked about this thing in the first i thought it was a, just about the plane i thought right. that was a pretty cool scene um some of the dialogue there was really interesting um 
because she's like, that's incredible or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I've been on one once. It kind of sucked because, you know, we all been on planes. Air, air travel's travel. the worst thing ever. Air travel sucks ass. But then also, it's just interesting her perspective because she's like, you were you were flying in the air and you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. That is kind of like remarkable, isn't it? I mean, I take it for granted how I, you can like traverse the entirety of our country. We hate it. In like, a f- in relatively sh- in less than 12 hours. Because it's relatively inconvenient. But it's like, yeah. oh, no, yeah, that is like absolutely remarkable. Yeah, like what an achievement! So and they take like, advantage yeah. of that. No, I, I don't think we give them too much credit because those airlines, they, they just kind of got them. Oh, they do their best to really make it as oh yeah to suck that all out. They of just it, if you get a wheelchair, don't fly because they'll lose it. They do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, but, but I did. I thought I that was cool. Like that scene. Also, we get a. Um, they talk about how the infection spread, which I know we talked about. We on totally mo- did on, mon- on Monday on the first episode. We're like, yeah. It's so weird. Like, How did it happen all at it once? It collapsed. And this gives a pretty reasonable explanation. He's like, it's in all the food. It was in all the food, and it all got out on the shelves basically the same day, and everyone ate it basically the same day, and everyone went... And I was like, good enough. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't know if that, whatever, perfectly... Reason, like, does that really make sense? Like, if we really start analyzing it... Yeah, but if you cooked it, it'd probably die, but... Who cares? For, for Good a, enough. For, for a me. fantasy thing, like, so it, it's reasonable. And also, it's interesting... Because we said it was in like cereal and bread, like because yeah. they probably got and into pancake flour. mix, yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, cereal and bread, you, you lots of people just be eating, so mm, so it, it'd be able to fester. Although I guess you have to bake bread to make it into bread, but who cares? Yeah, I don't know if it mutated to survive to be in people. Maybe it survived baking. It, yeah, whatever. Oh no! But the point is, they said something, and I was like, good enough. That's all I need sometimes. Yeah. Just sometimes I just need to show to like uh, uh, in anything, like show whatever a story like this to just like address something. Just to kind of like, it's just a kind of a little bit of, you know, hey, we know you were smart enough to think of this. So if they just say anything, it's just, I mean, that's what hanging a lampshade is or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? As a concept is to be like, hey, listen, you probably thought of this, so we're just going to give you something to to chew on over, So that you, you know that, we know that you were thinking about it. We were thinking about it too. We didn't just ignore this or whatever. Mm -hmm. So so that's all it takes. And uh, I was thinking about it because in the first episode, uh, I remember Joel's daughter Sarah makes her makes pancakes. So I thought it was a fun little. Oh, she does, yeah. Yeah, and reference like, oh, that could have. That I don't think they eat them. I think they eat eggs. Or no, that's no, that's what it was. They she makes eggs because he forgot to oh, buy I pancakes. Pancakes. So they could have been infected. So From I think pancakes. That's a f- Man, fun little that callback. Uh, and then they start walking, and she's like, "He's like, I will cut the wood." She's like, "Why?" He goes, "That's a really gross thing. I don't really want you to see because you're a young girl, and I don't think you should see it." She goes, "Ah, it's fine." And she comes up with a bunch of bones because he says, "Like, like yeah, field." Yeah. When they came back, the Federals started rounding all the towns up that hadn't been infected yet, and if there was enough room in the end, they just killed you. And it's like, oh boy. Pretty and then that scene had the same thing where I'm like, "Huh? Why would they do that?" And then Ellie's like. Hey, why would they do that? And I was like, ah, good, good. That's what I asked. That's what I asked. That's Ellie. <laughs> so she can hear me. Yeah. And he was like, well, because I was telling, I'm like, what? That seems like extra. They're making extra work. For, if they're going to get people and they don't actually intend to bring them into the quarantine zone, why are they like sending expeditions to go like fuck with people and just kill them? And I was like, oh, did they thought they were stopping the spread? Yeah. Which is fucked. No good. Yeah, especially because like a bunch of them just collapsed because there's probably not enough people. But also, they probably physically couldn't support all those people for that long. No, they suck. They yeah. suck at what they're doing. Yeah, because I mean, they really are like fascist, like a fascist military dictatorship. It's no good. Oh, yeah. And they reference that later in the episode, which is a fun little thing. Uh, so then we cut to a fellow transition to those people when they were still alive before they carted them off to kill them off in a field um, in this town where they're heading to where Bill and Frank are set up. And we see Bill, played by Nick Offerman, 
is like in a sub basement, so like under his own basement, watching all these Fedra people on cameras. Uh, they they like leave him alone. Everybody leaves town, and he's the only person in town, and he's like sick. And then he goes to Home Depot. And he gets his boat, and he gets a bunch of gas, and he gets all the stuff he needs, and like builds a a barrier, and like sets himself up just live alone forever, essentially. I gotta say, Last of Us seems to be for whatever reason a world that is entirely unconcerned with gasoline going bad yes because they reference so often get well in the game he has a car He's yeah. a, they have a functioning car so and at one point in the game bill gives you a uh hose and he's like hey you can siphon gas with these you'd be surprised how many cars still have gas in them yeah i would because it's been 20 years they don't that's gas does not work like that. yeah gasoline would, it would turn to at most sludge yeah it goes bad it turns out yeah it gets all chunky and like doesn't work anymore like that that's not how that fucking works but whatever it needs to just, work just, just, needed to, just needed to get that out there needed yeah. to, i'm actually that one <laughs> actually uh so yeah we're following uh bill and he's just kind of hanging out being alone and then he catches somebody in his human trap mm-hmm. big hole and it's a good buddy frank and he's like hey i'm from baltimore that whole shit just collapsed at this point, he's been alone for like three years, right? Yeah. It's three years yeah. since everything went to shit. So as you can see, I think we talked about this as well, that like Boston is one of the ones that only, like one of the ones that survive. A lot of them just collapse and Baltimore is one of them. Three years is pretty quick though, too. Like, yeah. It's not even that long. I assume probably just he got either infected or just like uh, probably a, ri- a re- revolution against the fascists, federal fascists who control everything. Yeah, probably some combination thereof. Yeah. Uh, so then... It gets him out of the hole, and he's like, hey, can I please eat? I haven't eaten in two days. Please, I need food. So he get, he showers up, he eats, and I knew from the games, I was like, all right, I've been told that only Bill's around, but okay, Frank's going to say the whole time, but he's going to be there when they're supposed to show up. Why? See, that's one of the cool things about this episode, is that anyone who had played the game is having the same experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like this, again, we're, we'll talk about this, like, but... Once again, the show is impressing me with like what it chooses to change and how it's good. And so, um, what's his name? Druckmann there talked about this in the after the episode thing. He's like, every time we came up uh, to a decision like this, they really tried to honestly ask themselves, like, is this better than the game? Is it about the same or is it worse? And if it was a change that they thought was about the same or worse, they would just keep it as it was in the game. So, you know, every so often they came upon an opportunity where they thought they could do something that was genuinely better than the game. And I think this is. This whole episode is is probably that. Um, no, yeah. yeah. One of the things it does is play off of your expectation, I think, because everyone who's played the game is expecting it to go a certain way, um, and it very much does not in this, which is pretty cool. No, but I think, it's, yeah, Nick Offerman does incredible in this, right? Well, he's, he's very great, and so he's doing the whole like prepper thing, um, survival. He's all loner and prepared, and I think he very much plays like a. Like a, I don't know, like a dark Ron Swanson kind of? Yeah, kind of. Like Ron Swanson is preparing for, but not as... If he wasn't in a comedy kind of thing? Yeah, but sure. More or less. Yeah. Um, And it's interesting because like, he's like, oh, all right. At first you're like, oh, you know, he's, he's got him at gunpoint, but then he lets him out. And then you're like, okay, I guess he lets him out. But, I mean, again, we knew because it's Frank, but um, and then it's like, all right, I guess I'll let you in. And I think, I think it's just... We're meant to understand he's just lonely, which he would be. He can do his whole thing of like, I'm the loner guy, but no one would actually want, at some yeah. point it really, and that's kind of the theme of this whole episode, right? Is like, why would you just survive by yourself indefinitely, right? Because you got to live, which is, they always be talking about in zombie stuff, right? Yeah. So that's an enduring, like really common theme is like anyone, not anyone, but 
it's not that hard to survive necessarily in a zombie thing, you know, or in any kind of apocalypse like this. But the point is like finding some reason to actually keep going, live, and not just yeah exist as a as an alive person. But so I think he probably was just lonely, and he lets them in, and they have dinner, and he enjoys it because he has like real food. He's yeah. good at cooking, and, and Bill has someone to talk to. So he probably, I mean, you wouldn't really have to talk. You would just quietly walk around and hang out. Yeah, what would you do, do maintenance all day? Like, there's no play piano. Start talking to yourself. Yeah, well, you got lots of things to say. You got things to say. I, I got things to say, so yeah. I would. But what else am I going to say and do if I'm alone? Exactly. But then, uh, the I guess the the twist of it or the confirmation of it in the game, because obviously I don't think it's confirmed in yeah, the game. Yeah, pretty. It's kind of left up for interpretation. Is that um uh they're they're just a couple. They're both gay. They start a. Romantic start relationship. Relationship. They do, do the piano thing, and he's like, we're doing this? And he's like, is there a girl? And he's like, no. He goes, I figured. And they kiss. And I was like, oh, that's why he sticks around. Because the whole time I was thinking, I'm like, why would he have this random ass guy hang out with him for 20 years? And I was like, oh, that should have thought of that. They're just because he's in love with them. That makes sense. And I think, yeah, again, I, there's any number of interpretations I think you could do of the game because it really is left kind of it. Like, it could be that they truly were just partners, like in just a platonic sense of like they just teamed up together um it could have been that they were like together and then they broke up and that's why they're falling out and frank leaves or whatever it could even be like unrequited like a like a one-way kind of thing mm. but yeah in this one it's just a nice loving relationship <laughs> and again that's what i mean about like the subversion because i think there was some people who were going through the whole episode like waiting for that other shoe to drop yeah um and it turns out i just never did yeah they say that the whole time but then yeah the, the rest of the episode just kind of continues as like this just yeah, the examination of their life together. We see, it, like, they just kind of do a bunch of time jumps, like, repeat throughout. And so the first one we get is just like, oh, he's still there. I guess they're, they've been together because it's been three years and he never left. And they're, like, arguing about taking care of the place and making it look nice. And so they meet uh, Tess and Joel for the first time. Yeah, and he's like, we'll get friends. We'll have friends. And then they jump and they do, and it's Tess and Joel. Yeah. And they have a fun, like, uh, Frank and Tess are kind of friends. And, like, they're kind of like the one, they're kind of like the, I guess, as peppies you can be in the, the apocalypse. More, the more social. Yeah. And then Joel and there, Bill yeah. are very much the loner, dangerous ones. And it's a very fun scene where he's just got a gun at the table, like his pistol. And Joel's like, you got to get that on my face or I'm going to kill you. I swear to God. Frank's like, put that away. What do you, come on. We've got guests to it. We're, we're sipping wine. Would you not? Yeah. And then he just keeps pulling it out. It's good. And so they they strike up like a trading alliance there. They decide. They're the ones on the um, radio would play the music. Uh, we, if it turns out, cool. yeah, we got we got the full explanation for that. Uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of callbacks in this episode to things that make sense now. Later, yeah, we'll oh, get yeah. to it. Uh, and then it jumps. Uh, another two. They jump in like two or three years at a time. I mean, yeah. that, the exact order of it, it's all not. Yeah, because then super yeah, like Joel talks about like you gotta be careful. You got a lot of nice stuff here, and Raiders are gonna show up, and they do show up. I think uh, is it is it. I think it's after the strawberries one. He's like, I traded them for some strawberries, and that's oh, nice. Right. That's just a nice scene. We're just like, this is just nice. Yeah, we finally have strawberries again. They're like jogging around, trying to keep in shape, and you're like, ah, oh, I guess you would. Yeah, what else are you gonna do all day? And then, yeah, there's. Then he's like, we plant strawberries, and like that would be that'd be real cool. We cut them all because I mean, they he's got a pretty substantial farm going on there, but it's like carrots and shit. Like, yeah, if you didn't have any strawberries after it's been nearly a decade, that would be incredible. Yeah. You, I don't even love strawberries that much but as you, is, but that's because I, you know, in the in the, the dead now, of winter, I can get a hundred thousand of them. <laughs> yeah, and I can eat like 
candy and shit constantly if I want. But yeah, if, if it'd been the apocalypse, or I'd been eating nothing but apocalypse food, you'd be like, oh, this is the inc- this is the greatest thing I've ever had in my life. Yeah, I'd kill men for this. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, oh, raw honey, this is a delicacy unlike any I've ever tasted. <laughs> exactly. Um, but then yeah, then then there's raiders. So we got cut again, and there's raiders. But he's got the fence electrified and like flamethrower traps and shit. It's like well, like it's like a video game hideout there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but he gets, he takes one, Bill cops one, and I'm like, is this the end? And I was like, this is another one. I'm like, oh, oh, is, there, is this what the other shoe's going to be? Is it going to be that Frank is alone in this? Because, like, you know, the departure, they tried to tried to trick me. Mm. But no, he just pulls through, I guess, which yeah, is cool. They use some good old-fashioned Jim Bean whiskey and cauterize <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I guess so. Clean that wound and cauterize it up real nice. Uh, when he gets shot, he's like, ah, oh, Frank, just call Joel. Hang out with Joel he's in like, Boston. He's call Joel. It's going to, I'm, oh, I'm a goner. Plant a fern for me. Oh, you got to call Joel, though. He can't be low. Hey, Joel, help you. Oh, God. Good old Joel. Never, never fails. And he's like, you're not going to, you're not going to die. What are you doing? Come on, it'll be fine. And I'm like, oh, that's just a thing you say. But no, he was right. Yeah. Uh, and then finally we get the last like extended one we get is like um, up to modern It's a big one. It's like, yeah. a, it's like a maybe 10 year jump. Yeah, something like that. Uh, or whatever, something to that effect. So, yeah. And, yeah, basically right up until the caught up with us. And until so we they're are. getting quite old because, I mean, we, we were talking about this. I don't, I don't know exactly what how old they're meant to be in the beginning. But, I mean, Nick Offerman's 52 right now. Mm-hmm. So I think it's definitely safe to say he wouldn't be any younger than like mid-40s probably. Yeah, probably. So he'd be in his 60s, 70s. Yeah, 20, yeah 60s, 70s, which is, yeah, certainly. Because at first I was like, oh, yeah, how old is he? But, like, no, I think that works. Mm-hmm. more or less to be like it, again especially in apocalypse times it's pretty pretty decent innings i guess mm-hmm. and then so frank is uh confined to a wheelchair because of some disease he has probably i was thinking probably mls right yeah that's what i don't know if there's any some kind of degenerative disease and um something that we don't have a good way to treat now so yeah, that's so why he's got some kind of pills that yeah. he takes <clears throat> but obviously they can't do too much uh there was it, i feel like this kind of call back like an earlier thing with the strawberry scene because it starts with them running and Frank is much faster and like more in shape than he is and Bill remarks that he's getting older faster and he can't like do as much and then kind of like a twist happens where Frank is the one who has to even though all the even though how healthy he was yeah his body failed before Bill's did uh so there's one day where like he's awake and he's in his wheelchair by himself and he's like oh you can't do that you're gonna fall asleep he's like nope because today's the last day I want to be alive I I'm gonna kill myself and Bill, reasonably, a very distraught when uh, somebody lives wants to die. Uh, so they have, like, the best day they can. They get married, uh, and they, like, have a nice dinner. And then he crushes up all of his, probably, pills that Joel gave him, like, Percocets, wherever the hell they are, like, painkillers, I assume. And Yeah, I think that's probably what he was taking the whole time was just some kind of basic painkiller. Yeah, painkiller, because yeah. he's not going to have any no Yeah, I don't think he had any actual, yeah. And so um, he puts in the wine, and then they drink it, and then Frank's like, feels like there's already pills in this wine and he's like oh yeah no i i'm gonna kill myself too i'm not gonna I'm, i don't want to live by myself that's horrible yeah it'd be the worst thing ever i've li- we've been alive for like 20 years i'm not just gonna let you kill yourself and then i'm also old so i think i'll just pack it in yeah uh, and so they go up to their room and they open the window and then they just die and then jill shows up and he's like where's everybody what happened here where's bill and frank and ellie finds a letter and reads it out and is like Hey, we left the window open so it wouldn't smell like we died in there. Don't come into our room, please. Don't It'll be room. horrible and gross. Uh, take all our shit and you can have it. We don't need it anymore. We're dead. I never really liked you, Joel, but I guess you were kind of cool. Protect Tess. <laughs> I guess you were the closest thing to a friend that I had. <laughs> so I guess that's something, isn't it? 
Yeah, you can have all my shit and use it to take good care of Tess there. Why don't you, huh? And Joel's like, ah, no, I'm, oh, she just died. Fuck. Bill, Bill, why didn't you know? Bill, why? Uh, and then he, he goes He goes down to the sub-basement. And he literally, he goes outside and falls to his knees yeah, in the Walmart. Goes, ah, no. And then he goes to his truck and he's like, there's no battery in here. But really, he's just had all the ingredients in the fridge the whole time. So Joel builds a battery and then he's like, let's go in the sub-bunker. And it's, the music's playing. And Ellie's like, he's just playing music. He's like, no, if, if Frank didn't respond, like in time, or Bill didn't do whatever in time, it would automatically play 80s music. So I'll I get that, you know, something's bad. Something's bad. And then that obviously calls back to the end of the first episode where 80s music just starts randomly playing. We don't We're get like, it. What the fuck does this mean? Yeah. But so it turns out it was this code system between them so that Frank could send them, yeah, messages basically yeah. without anyone else really being the wiser. Relatively innocuous thing of like, oh, I guess it's just music, but that way they would. They would know if he if he wanted or needed their help. So. Yeah, and so we kind of so that kind of gives us a timeline of like when they died. So probably a couple days, like a week or so before. Oh yeah, it's only been a couple weeks. Ago. Yeah. So and then they they drive off, and as they drive off, they because Ellie's never been in a car before. She's like, "Whoa, a car! Look at this! This is incredible." She's never seen a truck, and he's like, "This is a real piece of shit." And I hate. This. She was like, "I've seen a car. It sucks." I choose not to take any of the guns, which I thought was dumb. Well, li- Ellie gets a gun. Yeah. She gets a sneaky gun, but largely they don't, which I think is stupid. I get, I was, I was saying to you, like, I get the logic. It's not going to be the same video game logic of like, because it was a video game. You want to grab them all so you can use them all because it's fun because it's a okay. game. Yeah. I understand that in the internal logic of the show, they're not just going to be like loading it up. But I also think he could, he should get one. Again, I, I know that like, it's not going to be like the game where you don't have to be killing as many people because... They, they're not just going to be throwing enemies at them for gameplay purposes like mm-hmm. you would in a game. I mean, thus far, they've killed, like, two walkers. Or, they're not called walkers. <laughs> two infected, like, the whole show. So I get it. Um, I still think he could have taken a gun. That's one of those things where that's a bit of a head-scratcher. Like, yeah. even internally, like, within the logic of the show, why? Why Is there a good reason Joel wouldn't just bring a free gun with him? I don't... Yeah, all that gun, especially a variety to facilitate his journey west in the game that's where you get the, the pump action shotgun is from frank so or from bill so um be a good time to grab that why not what what the hell what are we doing what the hell joe well, you know. uh, and then his drive away they hear the song that bill played on the piano because Peter Pesca- uh, what, uh joel's like that's a good song this is music she's like this is boring as shit i hate this she's like i ah, better nothing i guess yeah <laughs> i've never heard music played before that's when they agreed to like actually Team up. Stick together as well because initially Joel was trying to pawn her off to them. Not their daddy's like, all right, I guess we'll do this together. We got this vehicle. I want to go help my brother. My brother also knew the fireflies, so we'll sit together if you listen to my rules. And she's like, well, yeah, I'm like, I don't want to be left alone, so <laughs> yeah, let's I, do it. It's the apocalypse. I can't survive. And I think even now we can see, see him start to warm up, right? Mm-hmm. Would you say? He did. Well, for and sure. Like, um, within the whole thing that that Bill wrote to him, he's it's kind of like. You know, you got to find person worth protecting, and there's a b- bit of recognition in his eyes. I think where it's like, oh yeah, maybe this girl's worth protecting, kind of thing. Yeah, both for what she represents, um, and she's kind of his daughter. And, and yeah, that's obviously already starting to set in. I think, uh, but yeah, this is, overall, this episode very good, incredible, right? Oh, so good. There's been a lot of a lot of buzz about it. Um, not all positive because uh, people are the predictably worst. some people are shitty just about the yeah, a surprising number of people in 2022. It's not even that. No, we're we're in even later years. We're even than more that. current here. We should be even more enlightened. But a, 
surprising but also unsurprising number of people are unironically just like i don't know man kind of a lot of gay stuff don't you think i this is incredible um oh, yeah. it's it's honestly one of the best like love things i've ever seen depicted to film maybe yeah that's pretty good <laughs> love story wise i thought it was especially for like 40 minutes or whatever it is so tight and it was like, efficient with its time it, it used it well really efficient right i mean mm-hmm. it's hard to pull something like that off in like a movie it it jack it made me cry i wept <laughs> I, I truly did at the end i was like this is so sad I, uh, so beautiful i loved it oh yeah when he's like i can't do it i don't want to kill you and i'm like that would be it'd be the worst thing right oh, but yeah. also because he's like i want you to do this for me would you do this for me because you love me but also that's why it's so hard for him to do it because you don't want to kill the person you love most and you don't want to keep going without them that's horrible and he does it i mean it's kind of yeah. nice and when uh frank is like i want to be mad at you for doing this without it's pretty romantic but also it's kind of yeah <laughs> let's do it huh yeah i mean i'm gonna die anyway uh what is it there's something else i can't remember um but yeah, it was very, very good. I think it was great. I mean, very sad, and I was like, "Good God!" I still was about though, right? I mean, yeah. it makes you feel something again. Just anything compared to the game, where this scene is large and and functionally the same thing happened, right? Because what does this need to serve in the narrative? It needs to have Joel and Ellie double down together, right? Same thing happens in the game where he's like, "Bill's like, fuck off, <laughs> you're on your own," kind of thing. Although I don't even think he's trying to pawn her off in in the game like that, but. It, it solidifies their relationship, which it does here, mm. and it gets them a truck, largely. It gets them a vehicle. Right. Um, but in the game, it's just like, you know, a, obviously, as a video games are want to be, it's a big ac- action sequence where there's like running around, and you're sneaking around, and, you're, and you go to like a school to get a battery or some shit or whatever it is, and then you go, and then, oh, that one doesn't work, and we go across town, and we get a different truck that Frank had stored away or whatever. So, like, that, like it largely doesn't matter is what I'm getting at, right? Mm-hmm. Like functionally it still happened they get a truck and they get to get moving on to the next thing but we replaced just like the you know empty kind of action stuff where you would just be doing gameplay um with this which i think it was uh, uh, definitely a worthy trade i think oh yeah the right idea here one thing i will say is that our our prediction of an intro thing every episode instantly broken instantly broken i i i maintain that it mostly counts because we got we still got to see the beginning yeah times again just it happened a little bit later in the episode and they probably didn't want to do that twice in the episode like that so they're like well if we're gonna do bill's thing we'll do it before we'll do yeah that, i think that counts i'm saying it counts that we're not wrong so i think it's which right. we're never we never are we've never been so never why, would we start, why would we start now we am, I gonna, am i gonna start being wrong now i wouldn't dream of it even a little bit but okay. yeah i thought it was excellent a lot of people saying like one of the best episodes of tv they've you just stand alone they've seen especially because it does work largely by itself like that um and i i don't know if i would disagree i think it's solid so she is like just a middle of the because people are like okay not not premieres not finales right just a you know middle of the season kind of thing like mm-hmm. yeah this is a great episode of tv oh, yeah. i and i really hope um and i mean hope i think they just do more of this with these characters because i, I think, think like the apocalypse is horrible is it no fun as it is to think about fucking compelling stories i'll tell you that much we now i'm gonna will the human spirit and all that yeah absolutely this is and we talked about this before in terms of all kind of different things we've covered on here. But, like, this is what sci-fi is about, right? Yeah. Like, is telling stories in these kind of settings. And, and you know, this story doesn't work if it's not in this a sci-fi apocalypse-type setting necessarily, right? You do need that specific backdrop and you need the details there to have this exact circumstance play out. But that's not what it's about. It's, yeah, it's a very human story about people and this one in particular is about love and stuff and they talked about the episode thing like they wanted to 
they wanted an episode about just like largely pure like uncomplicated love that is kind of nice and works out mm-hmm. mostly well for them in the end yeah, right yeah. um and they've kind of explored that like that's the central theme of the whole series really is like love and relationships and stuff and so like you know the first episode obviously Joel's daughter and she dies tragically and that sucks and the second episode we have Tess who's his like whatever partner romantic whatever situation ship they had going on yeah. and um she dies and so it's like it's all these struggle ones. and this one's just nice though like these these guys had it worked out and they just had a pretty good thing going for a, a good long while oh yeah that's- and like that's yeah and to me that's what the stuff does well is like again you can't do it without the sci-fi if you if you take the zombie stuff away or whatever this doesn't really work because why why bother that context isn't really the same yeah it's, it's, it's something to force them to do this but with that there, it's like, yeah, this is a credible... It's about just this love story and stuff. It isn't about the zombies, but you need it. And that's that's what it should be. Like, I've seen people... I saw people complain that, like, oh, not enough action or zombies. So I, didn't, I didn't sign up to be watching Brokeback Mountain. I watched, I watched a zombie show. It's like, but did you really think that was just going to be, like... Just dropping like, step back, Ellie, and then just blowing <laughs> up people's heads like he's fucking the Terminator? Like, what the yeah, fuck do you think like, this was? Like, 50 unbroken minutes a week of just, like, mowing down. Just go play the game if you just want to shoot zombies endlessly. That's clearly not... This is a television show. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, yeah, people... It's going to be plot and characters and things doing shit. Like, what are you... Ridiculous. I'm sorry, Jack. Hey, you don't want to punish me. I don't think that. No, oh, don't put that on me. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, we say it all the time, but media literacy, it's really struggling lately. It's a fucking pandemic. Forget what, COVID. Like, what did, like, seriously, people. I think people were always as dumb, I gotta be honest. I guess so. But Twitter didn't exist, so we couldn't hear about it. Precisely. We couldn't be like, I don't think the Melty's fucking a lot to say. I'm gonna give a shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, I hope that we get some of these side characters from the games and stuff explored more going forward. And we talk about, like, if anything, they have more time in this oh, yeah. show to explore stuff, like, strictly speaking, which is usually not the case. Oftentimes, you're kind of compressing stuff to fit it into an adaptable form. But in this one, going from the game to the show, I think they just straight up have more runtime to, to work with. So they can do stuff like this, like dedicate a whole episode just to Bill and Frank, because why the fuck not? Oh, yeah. And there's been lots of funny memes about, like, <laughs> just an episode where they just need a battery and all of a sudden you get... <laughs> You just get like a beautiful, bittersweet love story for forty minutes that moves you to tears. You're like, oh my! Like you watch it, and they're like, and now Joel's back. You're like, oh, I forgot this asshole's still oh, kicking. Yeah, huh? Huh? These two, twiddle between twiddle bum over here, huh? Yeah. Where's Bill and Frank? Uh, yeah, bring him back. What happened to the Bill and Frank hour? <laughs> I like that. Without- Fuck, you killed you. Got- Wait, you just killed the main characters. What the? Fuck? How are we supposed to have a story now? But yeah, it, it's great. I love it. I hope we get more of this. I hope so too. I think we will. We better get a drawn out giraffe scene of the backstory of the giraffe. <laughs> we talked about because it's um I think it last week or the week before, because it's on as a show, it's not tied to the perspective of the player characters in the same way. You can do stuff like this where you do different time and we we're jumping around in time and we're showing the past and shit. Um so yeah, like I hope they do that for a lot of like and I think I said something to that effect. Like I would like to see what Joel's up to. Like we didn't really get that like uh, apparently Joel was in Boston as early as like three, four years after five or six, whenever it was. Yeah. After the thing, but so of the of the twenty years um, that have passed since then, I guess he spent the majority of them in Boston. So it's like we still don't know how he got there. Maybe the episode that we get uh, like Tommy reintroduced. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see what he was up to. Some of I think it'd be cool. So yeah, yeah. 
uh, continues to just be um, a really stellar show. <laughs> Absolutely. How the fuck do they do it, Jack? What is it, what is it that HBO has that like they just are really good at making TV shows? And I'm sure they have some does that we don't talk about because they're whatever. And like I know you hate Westworld or whatever, but I do. I, largely speaking, I don't know. They're fucking good at making TV shows. They, they know what they're talking about. I do. They just put a lot of time into it. I mean, hopefully, I don't worry. Not for long. Soon they'll be ruined. Yeah. Oh like yeah. All the rest. Not if, not if uh, Discovery has anything to say about it. And they definitely will. Uh, but, but anyway. Man. With that, let's let's take a tech out of this and do the Bad Batch episode six, right? Seven? Thought it was. Isn't it only five? Is it six? No, five. I think it's six. Okay. Oh boy, more Wookies. Ooh, it's Wookie o'clock. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they this is the one where they find Gunji. 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 Fun. I like this episode. This episode was. I thought this episode was quite good too. Yeah. Very cool. I liked in the beginning. I like the smuggler droids. That they were super neat. I never. I don't. I don't know much about them at all. I don't um, know. I don't know where they're from either. So. Oh, I think. I think their designs are super cool. I thought they were unique among droid designs. I just think it's cool. The droids are like, we want like passports and shit. Like, get us papers. Uh, I think. And they were just trafficking Gunji, probably to the Empire to probably to the Inquisitors to put him in that weird sap. Uh, yeah, probably <laughs> in that weird water planet they live on. Or I will see Gunji's like a Padawan, so or around there. So he probably would be. He might be a good candidate for making into an Inquisitor. Oh, if they had a Wookiee Inquisitor, it would be really cool if they had a Wookiee Inquisitor and Trandoshan Inquisitor, and they were partners. They never got along. No. But they were all, geez. it'd be fun and quirky, but also they'd be both Nazis. Yeah, I was going to say, they'd both be like the- Space Nazis. They'd be the SS. But I was going to say, they're worse. They're like Space Gestapo. They're the secret police that comes to you and does the- And uh, goes, hey, do you worship this religion? They're literally, like? literally like the, the ethnic cleansers. Yeah, that's that the Inquisitors true. are. They're like the worst of the worst. They're horrible, but there's no real life parallels. There couldn't no, be. No. uh uh-uh. If it was fascism, they'd call. They wouldn't be called the empire. They'd be called the fascism, Jack. So <laughs> obviously, it's not fucking. <laughs> they'd be called the fascire. Obviously, idiot. what were you thinking? Not enough. It is episode six. It's just called tribe. Yeah, I liked my title better. I should title these episodes. Good day, uh, so they're, like, they're like, all right, well, we'll help this kid out. We know what's up. And he's all scared of them because they're clones. Um, but like, they're holy like, shit, you kill everyone I knew. Get away from like, me. We like Kashyyyk. We'll go hang out on Kashyyyk. And um, they talk about how they're making the Kashyyyk before, which is. Um, really interesting because there is an, we talked about, we talked about this a handful of times with the Bad Batch, it comes up. Um, so there's an unfinished, um, Clone Wars arc that was going to have the Bad Batch and Yoda, I think, hanging out on Kashyyyk doing sh- shit with the Wookiees and stuff, which was going to go, part of it was going to explain the line from episode three, three, when Yoda's like, I got good relations with the Wookiees. Well, um, with the Wookiees I have. Yeah, exactly. So there's going to be that and like. I don't know, this is going to be, a whole, again, a whole arc, a whole bunch of sh- There was a hockey game. There was a hockey game. There was. Excellent. Um, and there was going to be this whole thing where, like, the Wookiees had to make this, like, difficult choice to burn part of the forest to stop the Yeah, you know, shit like that. It was going to be yeah. cool. Um, the classic Clone Wars filler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is, we can get to that. Um, but, obviously, that never got made, but it would seem like it happened, probably, right? Yeah. Based off what they were saying, I think. Like they've been there and they've done it. Um, aren't they? Didn't we? I think we, we just talked about this before. Where that all those unreleased Clone Wars stuff are considered canon within. Yes, I think so. That's internally, what it, uh, that's what it all seems to point to to me. I don't know if they've ever. Fi- I think actually, I think they have said before. All right. How else would you've known that? Yeah, yeah. So that's how they kind of treat it. Is like, yeah, it happened internally. So, which is confusing sometimes for us because you get like. Like again, like Cad Bane shit, where it's like, wait, how did they meet? We've we've never seen them meet. Yeah. But fucking. Um. But yeah. 
And Can they just... get there, and then he's like, all right, we're going to try to help you find your people. Um, And he doesn't remember, because not only did the Empire fuck with him, but obviously he left Kashyyyk when he was an infant, yeah. probably, to be go be a Jedi. So they're like, all right, we got to figure it out, and we just, they basically just go um do some Kashyyyk adventuring. I mean, Yeah, the Trandoshans, the Empire hired oh, yeah, the Trandoshans so the to burn all their religious relics for the Wookiees. Horrible. And they're like- the Trandoshans? Awful monsters. Fucking worst. We say this, I've said this, it's come up a couple times, but it's like- it's weird. It's almost a bit much because you want to be like, oh, it's Star Wars. No one's re- like, like you don't want to make a species just evil because it's a species. And I mean, there's some good ones or whatever. I guess Sid's fine. Um, or is she? Fuck, most of them are the. They're horrible. They're the worst. Their Bosk is like is terrible. Oh, yeah, Bosk ate all. I think pretty much every Trandoshan that lives ate all exists its, because it ate all its other siblings when they were still eggs and, or whatever the fuck. On that Sigma grind set, in a lot of ways. Ooh. Horrible. I don't like them. They lizards a- shouldn't be people. This is what would happen if you made lizards people somehow. They would be. They'd just be bad. They'd be bad. They'd have lizard brains. They only like eating. There's a good. There's a reason that people are mammals. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. think mammals make the best people. I don't think lizards would make good people. Okay. <laughs> if we can fly in Star Wars for anything, that was the whole point of Star Wars. <laughs> is that George Lucas was like, you can't make lizards people. I've made all these movies for this sole purpose. The fascism. Yeah. Whatever. The whatever. The space would believe in yourself. Who cares? Don't let Bosk be real. I beg you. If you give lizards sentience, they would just be horrible. <laughs> They'd eat you without a, a second thought. I hate it. I really do. I, I don't like it. They mentioned uh, one of the commanders, his line is like, hey, whoever does is 10 Wookiee pelts. Gross. They're just killing the Wookiees. Wookiees are a lot. They're sentient. It's not even like. <laughs> it's like if you skinned a person. It's very much like if you skinned a person. Or like 10 human pelts. Well, we can, you know, we can argue back and forth all day about like how if you should even be skinning bears or whatever the fuck, but... The bears don't have society. Bears aren't people. So, in a lot of ways. I don't like... I, I hate it. That's so awful. Their whole, that's what their religion is. I, I don't know if I've, we've talked about this before if I've told you about this, but that's their religion is the scorekeeper. They believe that their god is like keeping track and that it depends how good you get to go to like whatever their afterlife is or whatever. Some, some of that effect. It oh. depends on how many things you killed when you were alive. Oh my god. Isn't that the worst? So terrible. I hate them. Um, and these guys are no exception. Um, they're, the Empire gives them tanks and shit because they're like, eh, fuck up the Wookiees. We don't care. Um, as long as they get wo- workers to come build the Death Star or whatever, probably, they're like, fine, you enslave them. Fuck with them. We, don't, we just don't want them hassling us. Right? And that's what, you know, that's how the Empire kind of operates. It's just yeah. like, well, everyone piss each other off and fight. Because um, we're too busy fighting each other to fight well, yeah. us. I mean, how else are you going to maintain it? You can't send stormtroopers to literally every planet. So they're like, hey, these Trandoshans who are in the same sector and absolutely hate Wookiees with a passion, good enough. Reckon we recruit some of these fellas and do something for us. Law, order, fuck it. Fuck it. Let's give these horrible lizard <laughs> criminals. These monsters. Tanks. <laughs> you want some tanks, boys? Go get them, boys. Um, but so they fight them. They fight some spiders. It's a whole thing. They meet a tribe, and they're like, hey, it's not our fellow, but he's all right. Yeah, he's all right. He's one of us, kind of. Maybe we'll help him find him, or we'll, we'll, we'll let him stay here and hang out with us. And then they do, which is kind of nice. That's mostly... Yeah, they get the... The spiders get the big leader one. Yeah. Gunji kind of has a fight with him um, and uses kind of pacifism in a sense. He kind of does his Jedi teaching a little bit because the spider creatures, it's established in the beginning of the episode when they arrive that if you just kind of don't threaten them, like you kind of just chill, they'll like kind of read your... Like a horse, read your energy in a sense and be like, all right, they're chill, we'll be chill. Kind of fuck off. And then they kind of bait the spiders there and to kill the Trinoshans because they're just really angry and evil. And then they string that evil Trinoshan up to probably eat him and lay babies inside his body. You'd think so. Hopefully. 
That guy was me the worst. He was like, no, please, no. My, my actions have been consequences. Motherfuckers, when they reap. <laughs> he didn't want to reap, but then why did he sow, Jack? Yeah, I mean, when I'm sowing, I'm like, fuck yeah, this is great. I, I could do this all day. And then I'm reaping, I go, what? This sucks. <laughs> if I had known I was going to do this, I wouldn't have sewed off so much. Um, and it's a cool scene at the end. I, I really like this. It's, I mean, it's just a small moment, but like um, at the very end here when Gunji and uh, Omega are praying at the tree or whatever, whatever you'd call it, pretty communing with the tree, talking yeah. to it, kind of. Dude, I guess it's praying, right? Why not? It's prayer or something. I thought that was a cool moment, oh, praying yeah. to the tree. Because, like, in a word like Star Wars, that tree really is probably something because it's so alive. And it's, like, it, the Wookiees, they believe in the world tree, I think. Yeah. Something like that where there's one, like, the, the it's all one tree, maybe? Something like that. Or whatever. The, I don't the know. It's in like order. The main one. Like, the trees are the best and we're, like, helping the trees. Or yeah, yeah. The trees are sick. So, it might all be one big tree or something. It's all, it's trees all the way down. Yeah, it is. Well, it's definitely trees all the way down. There's a big tree. I don't know. It's in Fallen Order. There's, like, a real big tree that you climb. <laughs> So it's whatever that's about. Um, but yeah, and Hunter's like, man, maybe someday things will be better for, for you guys, which is classic. That's what you want. And right? someday will be probably mm, 19 years, 20 years? <laughs> uh, 27 years, I think, until it gets bad again. Until it, it gets bad again, and then but it'll get good again. With any luck, I'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't have to deal with you guys anymore. Advanced staging and all that. We'll we'll take care of that right quick, I think. But um. It's tough. It's another one of the things where it's like, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Like, it's not going to get better super quick there, Hunter. You better strap in, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Things are going to get a lot worse before they get even close to being better. Um, Because, yeah, I mean, there's bad stuff. <laughs> Could be going for a while. Yeah, even for just them, probably a couple episodes here. That's right, though. I mean, what do you expect? We got to have we gotta have the surrogate dad be worried for the kid. That's it's a classic. Because that's everything now? Yeah. It's all dads, pretty much. It's dads all the way down. And we've been talk- we talked about it before, right? Yeah. Star Wars has always been dads, pretty much. But it's, especially nowadays, everything's dads. The last yeah. of us is dads. And moms dads. can be deadbeats, too. Well, of course, yeah. It's the it's the time of the dads. Yeah. It's time that dads get their fair share. Can, can ladies step aside? I think it's time dudes get. Um, yeah, finally. Someone listen to what the dudes have to say. I think it's time that men get their turn, huh? Huh? Do you think you think you could step aside, ladies? God, this glass ceiling for men, but got to get shattered. <laughs> that's what I, Jake. That's exactly what I've been saying this whole time. That's what that's what you want to hear from two guy, two white guys in their movie <laughs> podcast. God, enough of the women. Get the men in here. <laughs> but we're saying it on ironic. Please believe us. We're ironic. We're not actually. Yeah, there's no crypto advice to be had here. Yeah. There's no nothing. We hate Elon Musk. We think he's dumb. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We totally do. He's such a moron. We don't like Jordan Peterson. He's also kind of a moron. Yeah. Yeah, right. But um, anyway, yeah, I don't know. I just like I don't know. I just really like the tree for some reason. I was like, that's super cool. When nice tree. the tree. I um. So the big thing that w- we talked about when we knew Gunji was going to be in this season was, you know, oh yeah, where's all his friends? Where's all his friends? I think all and his friends um, we got at nothing. nothing. It gave us literally <laughs> nothing in terms of that. So I mean, on the one hand, they kept it completely vague. And they never even brought it up. It didn't. Well, yeah, it, it, vague. It, more vague than vague. It, it answers literally nothing in terms of that. So, you know, it's not like we have to assume that they all got killed or anything. We just, really, we can assume nothing about it at all. So, I don't know. That was a, that was slightly disappointing, but I also, like, that's just on me, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we saw Gunji in the trailer. We had no real reason to expect anything about that. And um, he doesn't speak English, and he's pretty quiet. He was always quiet. Like, that's the thing. He was quiet in the corner stuff, too. He's not a big talkative dude so he wouldn't just be going on and on especially if anything bad did happen was he gonna be, be like pretty traumatized oh yeah and here's the day that all my friends died and they and they were killed by guys who look just like you 
That's why, I'm, that's why I'm so filled with terror. <laughs> I'm so afraid that you're all going to take me and kill me. Please don't kill me. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, gosh, I hope they're alive. I, but it's looking pretty rough for the fellas in a lot of ways. I mean, they're certainly not with him, so. Mm-hmm. And that can only be bad. I, with, you know, it's the dark times, right? I mean, that's what it's about. Oh, so yeah. That's what this whole era is. Uh, so it's, it's not right. Maybe, maybe one of them is an inquisitor. That'd, That'd be, be cool. cool. Gunji has that would actually be kind of cool. Oh, no. That's upsetting. Well, hey, God, you get to bring her back. No. It's always not about bringing people back. It's about killing those who are wrong. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. You're right. I forgot. That's what I've gotten from these films. What was I thinking? If someone disagrees with me, I kill them with I've my been, laser I've sword. Such a fool. Yeah. You're too deep, and you ha- you're not seeing the forest for the trees. That's what George Lucas has always <laughs> wanted. No lizard people, and kill all those who disagree. <laughs> Violence is the answer most of the time. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, hey, even if it's not the answer, it's pretty close. So I, yeah, I don't know. I guess kind of open and shut as well. Like, and and this hasn't been doing a bunch of um, arcs like that necessarily. So I, um, I suppose I'm not expecting to see Gunji again for a minute, which yeah. is kind of weird. I, I don't know. I guess I thought that'd be there for longer. Yeah, for some reason. I guess there's no good reason to assume that, but. Should be fun to see him again. Boy no, can dream. No, he's doing well. A boy can dream, you know. Yeah, at le- you know, at least he had a happy ending for now. Yeah, he's yeah, he's about as best as he could be, and like, yeah. it's one of those things where yeah, maybe the fact that we don't know anything about Gunji's future just means that he just gets to live out his life in relative peace. Although I don't know, it's weird. I don't know how many of them get to live out. I, I think basically for the next twenty years, Kashyyyk just really has to go through it, where the Empire's there, but I don't know how significant of a presence they maintain, or like. I don't think all the Wookiees get captured, but I think a lot of them end up by the end of it. So I, I, I guess even he is relatively safe right now before the Empire really moves in, but eventually they do, and then yeah, then it's going to be. They talk about a lot of them retreating deeper into the forest. And the I think that's yeah, probably what happens is that they all kind of hide, or at least the ones who don't get captured. I think I'm pretty sure Chewie's family never does. I think I'm pretty sure they get they uh his wife and son make it out pretty much unscathed. But then, like, there's stuff in Rebels where they're getting captured and they're sent to the spice mines and shit. Like, it's no good. They're not. They're not cool to the Wookiees. So, no, I mean, because they're, they're valuable as like labor because they're huge, they're giant monsters. And you can and they don't speak in human language, so you can pretend they're mm-hmm. not people. But like, he's a Jedi. He's one of those other ones now that just gets added into the list of like Jedi that are just floating around after mm-hmm. after Order sixty six kind of thing. So I wonder if. I mean, yeah, he's another one. I mean, maybe... I was thinking, like, would he show up at Luke's thing? Well, he certainly could if he was still interested in that type of thing, because, yeah, Wookiee's being so long-lived, he would still be, like, young for a Wookiee yeah. by then, so... But, like, quite young, I think. Like, yeah. But like, like what? what? He'd be, like, 50 years old? I mean, it's nothing. Yeah, they live, like, two, 300 years. Unless he's... I guess we don't know how old Gunji is. For all we know, he could be 50 already. <laughs> That's true. He could be, like, Baby Yoda. Yeah. Um... Or Grogu. Grogu. Yeah, yeah. Woke I, think him up. I think they... I don't know. Uh, but yeah. So that's cool. Good for Gunji, I guess. D- did you think this was filler or not, Jack? What do you think? <sighs> I don't know. I'm, no. You know what I think? You think it wasn't? You want to know what I think, Jack? Sure. Now, I think that term's lost completely all meaning for anyone who's using it online in reference to this show. I don't know why this show gets that complaint levied at it. Um, I guess people just don't know what to expect. But, like, they just need to appreciate this isn't a super serialized show like yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, which, again, for some reason, people seem to forget it's the same for The Clone Wars and for Rebels. Like, 
This is how it was. The episodes were largely unconnected. Like, again, there's an overall thing, obviously. It's all... But there is no... Like, what isn't filler in this show? I don't know what people want episodes to be about, I guess. Yeah. I guess... Yeah. I don't know. What are they, like? What are they expecting when they tune in? I don't. I don't know. Maybe like they're going to be forging the rebellion. Like what are we again? You gotta know what we're dealing with and when. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have like they're not going to be blowing up the Death Star, guys. No, not at all. I don't. I don't know. I, I have no clue what these people expect. But it's like yeah, it's just fun episodes of them doing stuff throughout the galaxy. That's that's what these shows have that's always been. That's what they always have been. It's all been filler? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> always has. Always has. And you're overusing that term. It doesn't really mean what you think it means. And, like, again, if anything, Clone Wars was got to be way more greasy about this. Because, like, say this in Rebels, um, you always follow the same people, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Here's the thing. You know when you turn on an episode of The Bad Batch, at worst, you're still getting The Bad Batch, right? And the same Absolutely. with Rebels. Um, the, same about, the thing about Clone Wars is that there was, it's like people forget, there was tons of episodes that didn't even have anyone you cared about. Yeah. It'd be like, oh no, this is a fucking Jar Jar episode this week. Which, not even that bad, I'm just saying. That's the example, right? Everyone yeah. has Jar Jar, blah, blah, blah. Or it'll be like, this is a, the this is an R2, 3PO, two-part arc. Like, for the next three weeks, we don't get anything. Who gives a shit what Obi- And, like, sometimes it was pretty egregious in the timeline. Because you'd be like, wait, what the fuck's happening on Mandalore? And then we just cut away to do some bullshit. <laughs> so, I tack like this is, the Bad Batch is uniquely, like, horrible for doing this to me. Ridiculous. Yeah, I, I can. Definitely. What would I expect from Star Wars fans online? They're the worst. They're anyone who hates the thing that they're supposed to love more than them. But all right, Jack. Uh, Speaking th- of, do you want to act into a last little topic for this week? Sure. Surprise topic. All right. So we talked, or we talked. Uh, we didn't talk about them until we did. Then we did. We we whatever. What? You're right. Scott, <laughs> uh, cut that. <laughs> cut that off. Um, but we watched this week a little bit of. Um, the new uh, show... Poker Face. Poker Face. That's what it's called. Um, I watched it a little bit. <laughs> segues in because uh, this is a Ryan Johnson joint. Oh, yeah. Who um, made the Star Wars thing that the Star Wars fan hate most of all. God bless. God bless him. I love him. And the show um, contributes to that because I think it's pretty sick. And Ryan Johnson fucking rocks. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's pretty good the little I watched before I lost access to the Peacock account I was using and couldn't pirate it. I thought I would ever pirate <laughs> You would ever but if I was, thing. let's just say I'm unsuccessful. So basically, premise for anyone who doesn't know is is uh, main character. This is her name's Charlie, and it's basically a mystery of the week um, murder type thing. Um, and the sort of gimmick here is that she knows when people are lying, and so she uses that to um, get to the bottom of all these various cases and things. Um, yeah, my message is to it. She she's like a you know like a kind of fun laid back like wise talking new york type chick yeah and um yeah she just finds herself for whatever reason um time after time in all these sketchy scenarios and then has to uh get to the bottom of it um the thing about it is it really is it, it truly is very episodic like that um in that each episode is a is very much mystery of the week type thing which makes it all the more curious that they chose to release four episodes at once on yeah very strange thing, right? to start with which i know is like the trendy thing now but it makes less sense when there isn't some kind of serialized yeah thing. also i don't like that trend it's a dumb fucking I don't trend like it to, yeah i agree i don't largely i don't like it to begin with because if it's a show i like I, I get why they do it right yeah. it's to get people on board there's definitely uh, it's some kind of calculated risk there where they know that it 
you know, some number of viewers are more inclined to tune in um, if there's several to go. But, like, something like this, it just doesn't lend itself to binging to me because it's just, like, each one is so self-contained. I think it's one they really could have got away with not doing that. But, uh, whatever. Um, Just in general, though, we just want to talk generalities because you haven't even seen it all and everything. And it is, like, a mystery thing. So, And, and because it is so episodic, there's no reason to just go through and spoil them all. Anyway. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, like I said, I think this is very fun. Yeah, I like it. I, um, I like the episodic style. I like the first episode's a good start. Uh, it's, uh, it's longer. Is it, is it like... Uh, no, it's just an hour. I thought. It's, but it's like an actual hour. Yeah, it's like a full hour, not like a kind of cut up hour. Um, but yeah, it was very good. I like Charlie's character. She's obviously very wisecracking, very charismatic. I like her ability. It's very uh, um, very Ryan Johnson mystery thing to give his female protagonist a weird kind of supernatural ability, but not so supernatural that it's like i can see ghosts it's just like i get kind of like a weird intuition so like it's it's believable she's a little bit more in one area than someone else but like not so much that she's like actually magic when like she talks about it's not as incredibly useful as you might even think because like she says um people lie all the time for like the most mundane useless shit that you'd never know like half the time she she doesn't know or can't really tell or get anything gleam anything useful from it because you know your whole thing could be mixed in with a lie right yeah because again people lie for any number of mundane reasons throughout their lives um, which i was like yeah that would it would that, that kind of makes sense so that's cool yeah. Um, but yeah she's great it's her name's natasha leone i've never seen her in anything really you said you did actually watch the first season of russian doll yes that's which she movie. actually i think is like the showrunner creator type person on too mm-hmm. um so that's cool um, I might be inclined to go give her a watch now because I've always I've heard good things. I think it's that's one of those things. It's like all said and done now, which I always love in a series that I can just binge it all. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she's a lot of fun. She's great. Like I said, I've never seen anything, but now I'm inclined to. I I think she's really cool in this. Like, oh, yeah. She's a super fun character, and she's just like I don't know, I like her smile, I like her I like her go getter attitude. You know, she's yeah. a she's a fun protagonist to fall on something like this. I feel like a lot of times there was like this era where you had your um you know sort of oddball like det- I feel like I talked about that on the show recently <laughs> this era where like you had all these different detective shows but there would be like some weird like oh this is the civilian uh, yeah I think we did talk about it the civilian what are they like consultant character it's like yeah. oh he's got this and he's this and this guy does this and we're doing Limitless and fucking Minority Report there's like a million of these shows for a while where it's like we're doing all this shit Fringe and Bones and- yeah Bones and um. But she's not like a hard drinking whatever asshole. She's not like a Sherlock Holmes who's like a prick. Yeah, she's <laughs> just like a person trying to get by. It's just, just kind of nice and fun. And most of the time in these episodes, what it comes down to is why she gets involved with is because she's just a nice person and she's like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah. And she, and she just she's kind of fast to make friends and and mm-hmm. nice people. So when she gets these relationship with someone who then unfortunately like either gets killed or like it's wrapped up in something yeah and one of them she you know it's where they get wrapped up in it and she steps in to help which is really cool and and the kind of outward um sort of image that her character tries to project is that i guess she is kind of like aloof and just happy go get her or whatever but um as one of her friends observes in the first episode and again it's the same thing that kind of gets her pulled in is that like she does have like uh something of like a helpful streak in her that she has like this desire to help and and do right and stuff mm-hmm. which is kind of cool they, they call her like a like lady galahad like she's a knight which is cool yeah um but in general just the um episodes themselves and how the the 
show's kind of set up. Um, in everyone so far, they do the murder first, first, and then they go, which back. I guess is pretty standard. Yeah. Um, and I guess it just depends, like how many details you get. So, because there's there's definitely some where you it's a little bit more like um sparing in terms of just okay, we see a murder. And then the details get backfilled. Some of them you get a really, a pretty complete picture of it all. Like, here's the murder. Here's the, you know, here's the motive. Here's the why. Here's all of it. And then she comes in and tries to figure it out. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a pretty cool way to do it. I like how, um, at least in the f- uh, first two episodes that I've seen, is that we obviously see the murder. And then we jump back and see her perspective leading up to yeah, it. Yeah, it happens and then a lot of the time. We kind of catch up. Yeah. Which I think is interesting because you're like, oh, that's who this is. And you get more context. And I like and there's, that. And a few of them, it's like, oh, wait, she was here the whole time. Yeah. We didn't see when we d- went through it the first time, but it's like, oh, yeah, she was kind of just off screen at this point, this point, this point, you know, because she was around doing other stuff, which is, um, again, yeah, it's just an interesting kind of premise to do it. It's a, it's written in a sort of fun way. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I think it, I think it's got some good comedy in there. I like that about it. Um, there's some, some funny jokes, and I think it's got a sort of smart sense of here. I mean, maybe it's what I'd like it to think. I think it's funny, so it must be pretty smart. It must be pretty high bro. You gotta, you know, to be fair, have a pretty high intelligence to understand poker mm-hmm. face. There was a there's a point where a, a patron of a gas station, um, she, she buys a bunch of scratch offs, and he he tells her that uh, uh some, something like that's the fool's path to fortune. <laughs> so there's funny jokes like that. Um, the second episode at the very beginning of I really liked um because. Obviously, we know it's like a murder mystery show, so it's going to happen every week. And so you can kind of see that murder's about to happen. But I thought the way that one in particular was set up oh, was yeah. interesting because you can't tell who's going to do the murder. It kind of switches back and forth like several times within that scene where you're like, which one of these guys is going to murder the other one? And then it happens. But I, I thought that was cool. I agree. I was I was on my edge of my seat. I was like, oh, is it going to happen? And then I was like, oh, it didn't. Okay. What are they? When at first it seems pretty out. You're like, oh, this guy's going to come do the murder. But then you're like, oh wait, man, I guess he's cool. But and then you're like, oh, this guy's kind of weird. But then you're like, oh, I guess he's not that bad. He's just a guy. And then you're like, oh, okay. And then it, but it, it, yeah, it goes back and forth like two or three times like that. And then it it actually finally happens, of course. But yeah, it was cool. I like that guy. I like his uncle. I like how he says gratis. Yes, gratis. <laughs> Oh, you can keep your car, you're all gratis. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's fun. I just, it's just fun. I mean, even though it's like a murder thing, it's obviously pretty light overall. Mm. Kind of a fun thing. Um, which I guess I wasn't expecting as much of, to be honest. I thought it would be a little more serious. Serious, yeah. I guess I thought it was going to be uh, obviously the the parallels are going to be you know to like a Knives Out thing, right? Given that it's our Ryan Johnson mystery joint, but um, yeah, it's definitely more light and kind of fun than that, which. You can certainly appreciate from time to time too. So. Oh, absolutely! Um, oh, lots of guest stars as well. That's yeah, Adrian Brody's in the first one. Uh, I don't know who the rest of the guest stars are. I didn't get that far. Um, second episode, I can't think of. Chloe Sevigny is in one of them. She's the trucker lady. No, that she meets in the bathroom. No, she's um. It, you, I guess you haven't seen it yet. But I think that's her name. Like I think she was on um. Yeah, Chloe Sevigny. I think that's how you say it. I guess. She was on, yeah, Russian Doll with her. So, oh, okay, I think I think I might know who you're talking about. Okay, um, Ron Perlman is the dad. Oh, all right, yeah. Which I didn't even I didn't realize from the just a phone call. But then, yeah, um, there's like a there's like a oh, uh, this on the rest of the season of Poker Face, and you see him, and I was like, oh shit, it's Ron Perlman. Gotta love him. Um, apparently Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in it. Um, is he? I haven't seen him yet. He so. might show up later. He's got to. Yeah, maybe he'll be Robin. Good old Joko Love. Um. Which makes sense because they did a uh, what's it called together? Looper. 
Oh, Ryan Johnson does Looper? Yeah. I didn't know he did Looper. You didn't know Brian Johnson was... What? Yeah. You can't be that surprised that I said that. I say that to everybody. Sure. I mean, what, you know, he made movies. He was making movies. Well, I didn't know what other movies he had made. Fair enough. I knew I knew of Looper. I knew the general premise uh-huh. of Looper. I just didn't know yeah, yeah. the minds behind it. I don't know. I can't. There's no one jumping out at me, but it's just to like a bunch of actors where you're like, oh, I know that guy. I know that guy. Okay, you know of them kind of thing, right? Oh, this guy? You know him? He's in a Big Bang Theory. He's in... Oh, yes. He plays... Um, What's his face? I know you're talking... Simon yeah. Helberg? Yeah. I know you're talking about. Plays Stewart? No. Harold? Howard? Howard. That was close. So, yeah. Uh, super fun. I liked it. I'm enjoying it. So, I don't know if we'll... Pro- we probably won't cover it super strenuously because, again, it's just like... It's just a mystery of the week type thing. There's nothing to yeah. really discuss. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, who's going to be the murderer? And then the, it it's, happens. It so happens. The episode's so you, done. So. Yeah. And it'll be spoiling it if you... Yeah. But um, also, you see the murder at the start, so you know oh, yeah. who it is. And so it's like... Is That's that true. Like, you also know... Yeah. It's... it's Which he's very fond of doing, clearly. is like yeah. kind of inverting it and somehow doing a backwards roundabout thing of like, we know who the murderer is, but she has to prove it kind of Dramatic thing. irony. And, yeah. Seeing how that, that play out is the point of the episodes it's like and that's in that way it is very much different even from like a like a csi right like so on csi every week it starts with the murder so then you know but like you don't know who even as the audience usually you don't know who the killer is um you're, you're trying to figure it out at the same time as them but like in this one yeah before before charlie even shows up every episode you've already seen the murder and usually you know who did it and uh you kind of have to like Sometimes, again, you, you're kind of reconstructing, like, what was the motive? Why did this happen? And then it's like, yeah, how do they do it? How do they get away with it kind of thing? And how is she going to catch them? And there's a lot of parts where you're like, oh, come on, Charlie, you figured it out. Because we know, obviously, but yeah. she got to figure it herself. So that's, um, yeah, that's just a lot of fun. Good show. I'm glad we tuned in. Probably going to keep watching it every week here. Um, I mean, Ron Johnson reigns supreme, man. Yeah, I wonder how it ruins Star Wars with this thing. It's going to be hard to sell because it's not Star Wars related, but I think he'll find a way. I I can't imagine how he wouldn't. Um, he direct he's directed three of the episodes, so he wrote them all, right? Uh let's check. I I believe so. So this, or at least, uh, so he's got uh created by slash written by. So yes, looks like it. And then Charlie Peppers uh, has a story editor slash written by credit on them all. So yeah, I guess he wrote them all. So and there's a lot of fun premises here, and like just kind of again, sort of like uh, obviously the. Is relatively serious, the you know subject matter of like murder and stuff, but mm-hmm. they're all kind of quirky and fun and, and like weird schemes and shit. The reason that people end up doing the murders, which is very fun as well, and it's just stuff you wouldn't necessarily think of off the top of your head. I, you know, I definitely think this is one of those things where this is largely an example of like a pretty standard sort of TV genre, right? Mm-hmm. Just like a murder mystery, police, even though it's not really police, but you know, procedural kind of thing of like. You know, a mystery of the week type scenario. Um, but it's just, I think it's just done, it's just a really good version of that, right? It's just mm-hmm. a cut above whatever you would see on, you know, any given weeknight on, like, the networks. Yeah. Um, and so, in that sense, it's probably worth giving a look, I guess. Right, if you got Peacock or you can steal someone else's, do that. Or you know, it's kind of like when we watch Euphoria. It's like, yeah, there's no denying this is a teen drama show, right? Mm-hmm. But also... It's, some, it's something a, going on. It's a well done version of that, if yeah. nothing else. Um, and that's kind of this is like I think this is a pretty exceptional type of murder mystery of the week type thing. So, uh, two thumbs up from this guy. I say two thumbs up out of four thumbs up. Well, really? Well, Mur- do we, we? I guess we both do a thumb up, right? Let's yeah. say I get to two. That's well, how you, I did it back in the day. 
Yeah, well, I mean, tradition and tradition. What's his name? Caesar? No. Augustus? Who the walking feet? Well, that's one thumb, but then the, the, the expression two thumbs up comes from, um, what are they? They were the reviewer guys. Who are you? The film reviewers. Roger Ebert and, um, Ebert oh. and I, I really, whatever his partner. In, in I did not know this was the origin of two thumbs up. Yeah. Huh. But they already have two thumbs. Wouldn't it be four thumbs up? Wouldn't that be the best? Well, no, because they each do a thumb. Because when the emperor did it, right? Oh, I guess he did a thumb. He just had one thumb. So I had half the answer when I said Caesar. Yeah, I think so. I think that's where the, the using your thumb oh. to denote one or oh, the other okay. comes from. But the, the, the two of because the, then they would they would each give their own answer. So right. I mean, yeah, you could get one thumb up, one thumb down, one two thumbs up, two thumbs sideways, up, one middle. Yeah, so it's all kind of one two thumbs down. The films had to kill each other. <laughs> it's pretty brutal. Hey, let's do every day. That's right. Got anything else to say about Poker Face? Good show. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, there around that nice four topics. We'll wrap it up right about here. As always, thanks so much for listening. So you can find us on Twitter at Akatech Jazz. That's J-A-Z. On uh, Instagram at The Akatech Podcast. And on Gmail at akatechjazz at gmail.com. Uh, our logo is my friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can always find him at inkocean.jpg on Instagram or on Redbubble. Our intro was to my friend of the show, Celery Salt. You can always find him on SoundCloud and Spotify with his albums and singles with B-Sides. Uh, and, always, and as always, we wrote it. We produced it. We built all the sets. Say goodnight to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night. And Godspeed.